The team at Violent Gentlemen saw what I could do at their weekly skate and decided it was time to make our relationship official. Proud to announce the newest sponsor of the Eat'em Up podcast, Orange County's finest, Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club. Get ready for some hot takes, off-the-wall topics, and candid conversations with current and former players. It's time for Eat'em Up with Emerson Eat'em. What's up? Ducks fans, welcome back to another episode of Eat 'em Up, and I'm so stoked for this one. Brian Allen joins us. Brian, of course, uh, playing a ton of National Hockey League games. Uh, Ali, how many games do you you have in your career? Just regular season. I know me and Juice were going back and forth. Well, uh, you know, playoffs should count as, or you know, combined, uh, you know. Playoffs, regular season combined should be your total number of games, but uh, regular season. Um, I think it's 721. It's a lot. Um, yeah, I didn't have as many playoff games as uh, Juice, so I, I don't mind counting it this way. <laughs> uh, that's unbelievable. Um, that's a lot of hockey, Allie. And how's your body holding up these days? That amount of games played, you're done playing. How's your How's your body now? Surprisingly, pretty good. You know, towards the end of my career, it was um, my off seasons weren't necessarily about training, getting quicker, stronger, better. It was about, you know, recovering from a surgery, trying to maintain what I had and uh, prepare for the next season. And uh, you just got back from Cabo. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, I do have two kids that are crazy busy with school, sports, social life. Um, so to find those little pockets of uh, opportunity to get away from, I would call it almost reality, uh, is is important and good for my wife and I. Nice. So the kids didn't come. So I've never even been to Mexico. Isn't that just a, a shocker? So uh, I'm going to Cabo. What are what are some spots that uh, you suggest I check out? Uh, honestly, like any of the hotels down there, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's, you know, a two hour flight and direct, really convenient, but, um, totally different from where you're going. You know, I've been on vacation to Hawaii and it feels like anytime I've gone use usually during a holiday or some sort. And I feel like it's the rest of Orange County is there with me. Um, so it's, it's good to, to feel like you're in a, totally different environment nice and uh are you on the boat like are you catching fresh fish when you're there or or no you you just stay kind of on the sand on shore yeah literally most times we go um you know you find a nice resort and it's you know post up in the pool down to the beach a little bit find the odd good dinner to go to uh but just rest and relaxation so you lay lay low let the hair down you're you're just you're more of a mellow uh, Cabo Caboer. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, Ali, I, I think it'd be rude not to. And, and Ali was for, for the listeners out there uh, was my veteran, right? Um, you know, what do they call it? I, I, I'm the rock rookie. Isn't that what they call it? I hear all these uh, on my, the junior team I own there, you know, I, I'm a rock or a rookie. I think that stands for rookie. So anyways, uh, I was your rock, right, uh, Allie? <laughs> uh, is, uh, Allie, you're a guy that I looked up to. You were awesome. Uh, I just feel like you always had my my back. And uh, we certainly had our, our fair share of uh, good times, in particular on the road. And one, 
one night comes to mind. We were in Vancouver, just a, a, a standard night at the Roxy. And uh, the, the night at the Roxy got done. I don't know, 132 closing, get our last drinks. And uh, I think there was some kind of like a red carpet. I remember like a carpet and some uh, like a line with like three, four lemos. And it was me, you, Spees, uh, what, Stobby? I, I, I forgot who else was was with us there. I know it was me, you, Spees for sure. Um, but it was a good five, six of us just hopping a limo. We were just like, screw it. Um, right out of the Roxy, no purpose, no game plan whatsoever. We we're like, screw it. Let's go on the limo. Um, and we had ourselves of time, just what, an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two, uh, ripping down to North Van um, from the the Roxy. I remember, and of course, there's a, a, a body of water there, but uh, for a, a long stretch, just go going along the, uh, the the water line there. And oh, just such good times. I think the, the sunroof was open. One of us probably, you know, had our shirts off and uh, wavered a shirt out, outside of the, the, the sunroof there. But uh, am I missing anything, Allie? No, that seems pretty accurate from what I remember. Um, you know, obviously Vancouver, I spent uh, a number of years there at the beginning of my career, but obviously the Roxy is a staple for any NHL guy to go uh, when they have the opportunity to kind of get away from the game and sort of relax. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a long night, obviously, but a fun one. And, uh, you know, you don't get many opportunities with such a busy schedule to sort of let your hair down. Um, so, you know, when we had the opportunity, we definitely did it, but I definitely remember, I, I'm not sure how the limo even, I think we were looking for a taxi and there was no taxi and there was, you're right, a bunch of these limos out front and, you know, we got in the limo to try to get back to the hotel and, and next thing you know, we weren't quite ready to go back to the hotel and, uh, uh, ended up going over the, the Lionsgate bridge and, and little tour of Stanley park. It was, uh, it was a fun night. Stanley park. That was, I said, North van, was it not North van or is that Stanley park, North van? Uh, not quite North van, but it's on the other side of the golden gate bridge. I, it, maybe it is called North van, but it was, it was in Stanley park. I remember. Okay. Now so they I think said it's Stanley Park. That rings the bridge. Iconic, yeah. iconic night. Uh, speaking of Vancouver, fourth overall, I always want to ask you, fourth overall, Vancouver Canucks. I mean, first round, I get it. But fourth or overall, you know, top five pick. Did that, you feel like pressure coming to the league? You know, highly, I mean, that's highly, highly touted. I mean, did you feel that pressure? No, just, you know, you, you, you uh, talked about. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, obviously looking back on a pretty cool experience uh, being a top four pick, but then being in the Canadian market, um, they they definitely you, you couldn't hide. You know, there was there was a lot of scrutiny, um, expectations, uh, but it was a bit of a different time uh, compared to, you know, uh, younger guys today. They're expected to play right out of the gate. Um, I spent majority of two seasons in the minors uh you know given a chance to, de to to develop and and um you know as frustrating as it might have been um looking back on it, it was probably the best thing for me to learn sort of that um environment how to be a pro what it took and and not take anything for granted that's awesome sometimes i have trouble picking what to wear so i stock the closet exclusively with heavy hitters 
My friends at Violent Gentleman Hockey Club have stacked my closet full in support of the pod, and they'd like to stock yours as well. They've been putting the fan first for over 12 years right here in Orange County. Timeless design paired with enduring quality run by some of the best folks I've ever met. Shop now at VGHC.com. Um, well, that uh, is a good segue into some of these Fan text here, fan messages for you here, Allie. And uh, I think me and Juice uh, talked about calling me by my last name, Edom. Hi there, Edom. This is Michael up from Canada, and I love the podcast. Thanks, Michael. Uh, great to have Allie on this week's episode. My question for Allie is, who was your biggest inspiration growing up and how much of a role they played in you getting into the NHL? Uh, interesting question. Um, you know, I think any NHL guy was uh, someone you looked up to and, and aspired to be. Um, I grew up in Kingston, which is outside of Toronto. Uh, a guy that I, you know, was a fan of was Wendell Clark. Um, not the, you know, uh, high goal scorer and, and he wasn't even a defenseman, but just the way he played the game. He did everything. You know, he, he scored, he, he fought, he hit, he played hard. Um, and definitely, uh, something I tried to do, maybe not the scoring for sure. Um, but, you know, showed up every night, you know, played hard, did whatever was sort of asked of me and, and, uh, just being a good teammate. You mentioned Wendell Clark and my good buddy, um, Bo, who's actually, he's participated in this show. King fan. Unfortunately, Ali Bo is, but, uh, (laughs) he, he, he showed, the team we are both coaching together, uh, a, a pump up video of Wendell Clark, and I'll never forget it. I'm, I'm YouTubing it right here. I think it's this. It's a four minute twenty two second. I'll have to double check, but YouTube any Wendell Clark pump up video. It's unbelievable. Just the the mix yeah. of scoring, fighting, hits. It just it doesn't get much better than that. No, he was he did everything. You know, it's. Uh... Yeah, I've seen those videos. It's pretty cool. Unbelievable. Uh, this is for Allie. Of course it is. <laughs> Do you remember your first hockey fight? Was there ever a guy you always wanted to fight but never did? Eats your beauty and Roussel is still a pigeon. Agreed. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Back to you, Allie. <laughs> um, I, I definitely remember my first NHL fight. Uh, it was in Vancouver. Um, uh, and... It, it, it was exhibition game and uh, I dumped the puck in um, Valerie Bure kind of, you know, poked me and, you know, again, talking about that pressure, like I had to play a certain way and, and realized I couldn't let somebody do that to me. So flashed him back. Next thing I know, there was five guys coming at me. Um, and then I got pulled out, uh, out of the pile and uh, didn't realize the guy was a lefty, um, you know, was holding on. And then, and then, uh, next thing you know, he pulled out his lefty and, and had this big black eye after. So, um, definitely one that can, that, that I remember vividly. Nice. And, and is there a guy that you never fought that you, you wish you did or no, not really? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I ended up having to, um, you know, almost fight my way into the lineup, uh, um, you know, early on in my career, we had good teams in Vancouver and, you know, I had to figure out a way to get in the lineup. And, and, uh, that was one of the ways, especially when you're playing early in my career, you know, eight, 
10 minutes a game as a defenseman wasn't a lot of time to do something. So, um, you know, that's what I ended up doing. And, and, uh, you know, there were some memorable fights, you know, I fought tied only back to back games, uh, which again, like, uh, was a, a legend that I looked up to, uh, playing for the Leafs. So, um, there were some memorable fights, but I don't know if there's really anyone that comes to mind that I didn't fight. It's pretty epic. Uh, what was the lockout like playing in Russia? This is from D'Lo. Thanks, D'Lo. Oh. Yeah, I mean, what an experience going to Russia. Like, um, being uh, not an offensive defenseman or player, uh, going over to Europe was not the easiest thing for me. Uh, but I had uh, uh, Peter Scooter that I played with in Vancouver at the time uh, help me get over there and Man, uh, I think in the first two weeks, I, I tried to go home every day because I, I I just did not like it. But looking back on it, what an experience of, you know, it was before the uh, KHL, it was called the Super 16. And, and some of the things I saw and witnessed and, you know, getting paid cash in a paper bag and, and uh, you know, some of the, I don't know if they were mafia getting on a plane and, uh, the Russian gas, you know, all kinds of stories that, you know, we could have a whole separate podcast of the experience there. Yeah, that's and that's something I've heard, too, is it's kind of like these these macho mafia business Russian dudes on the plane. That's that's one thing. Lyndon Bay, my buddy who's uh, who's played over there before he was saying just these these super mobster looking dudes on the on the jets. Yeah, we would we would get on the plane first and, and then we'd be waiting. There'd be like, you know, six guys, come on, leather jackets, duffel bags um, that, had, you know, got in the planes out the front and uh, first to get off. And we never saw them again until we until we left <laughs> after the game. So crazy. Nice. Yeah. nice. Uh, Allie, you laid down the law on the ice for the team, but who ruled the locker room? Did you ever have the guts to prank or did it? Did anyone ever have the guts to prank you? And what was the best prank you ever saw? Uh, definitely. There was a lot of, uh, you know, joking around and, and um, you know, pranks going on. There was one time I was in Florida, and I think it, it was a bit of a retaliation. Uh, me and my roommate at the time was Keith Ballard. Uh, you know, you get in late sometimes, and and um, we we had these breakfast cards that you could put on a hotel room. Um, and so we filled out a bre breakfast card for, I think it was, might've been a rookie or something. And we filled out everything. Like they got <laughs> everything that was on the menu showed up at their, at their door and it was a day off the next day. So, you know, 7am the room service is knocking on their door to deliver their breakfast. And somehow it got leaked that it was me and Keith. Um, and you know, a couple of trips later, we were down at a pregame meal. I think it was a pregame meal or, or a meeting at the hotel came back to our room and our room was empty. There were, they had moved to bed, <laughs> they had moved, you, know, uh, you know, everything. And, uh, you know, so, it, you know, those are the things I remember too, uh, from my career of, you know, having good times with the guys in the road and the room. It's, uh, the camaraderie is, is definitely the biggest piece I miss. It's the best. It's the best. Uh, here's another one. Who makes the Mount Rushmore of hockey fighters? And I don't know. Is there four? Is there four Mount Rushmore people? Or is there five? What, 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 I don't I don't even know. Uh, it... Yeah, I'm Canadian, so I don't know. <laughs> go go <laughs> four. Four. Um, 
that that's a tough one, you know, because you know there's probably more than four. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously Ty Domi, uh, Bob Probert. Um, uh, I played with Donald Bashir. Uh, he was he was definitely a legend. And who else would I say? Um, the the one guy that I I feared and I did have to fight one time was Matt Johnson. Mm, um, yeah, just an animal. But you know, I don't know if he'd be in the the top four. But I'll go with those guys. And what about Grimston? You ever? I mean, what what were your your past? He was a little bit. But, yeah, he was before me. I he don't was, know he was a I little had. he was a little before you. Yeah, yeah. So the another and one other guy that I actually had to fight in uh exhibition was Chris Simon. That guy was a scary, scary individual. I used to train with Cy up there in uh, uh Venice there, Gold's Gem. Oh yeah. 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 No, Cy was Cy was great. And uh, how about Jody Shelley? That's another name that that comes to mind. I mean, you must have had a couple Yeah. I, I never had to had to fight Jody. I, I at least not that I remember. Uh, but definitely was an intimidating factor out there, and certainly part of your game. Where we're we're speaking in like you're you're a, a pure enforcer, but uh, certainly one of the aspects of your uh, very diverse game that you brought, Allie. Uh, this last one here. We miss you, Allie. What? Where was your favorite place to play other than Honda and why come down to Newport anytime? Yeah. You know what? Um, I, I love my time in, in Anaheim. Uh, obviously we had good teams and, and as we mentioned before, I didn't have a lot of playoff success early in my career. Uh, a long stint in Florida stopped that. Um, but you know, obviously Vancouver holds a special place. Uh, early in my career, we had some good teams early on uh, when I started. But on the road, definitely it's it's Madison Square Garden. It's New York City. There's something special about that city. And, you know, walking to, I would always walk to the game uh, if we could. Um, but that's a special place to play. That and, and probably Chicago too. Yeah, those original six buildings, I always, and, and I've, be interesting to to hear your take, but it's almost like a theater like setting where I, I just feel like the it's like the lights are a little dimmer. It's almost like a theater. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Madison Square Gardens, the way uh you, you know the lighting, the way it was the the bowl was. Uh but even just the the history and you walk through the you know the tunnels towards the dressing room and you see all the legends that have played there and you know, just the history that is with that building. It's a, uh, it's, it's a cool place to play. Well, Ali, uh, we're going to wrap things up here just uh, in, in a sec, but a couple, couple other things. We, we already touched on finances and, and there's, there's uh, maybe no better than yourself and, and what you're doing pro career as far as money managing. Um, wh- where should I put my money? If there's a couple uh, surface level thinking when it comes to, to money management, um, well, if you're a beginner newbie, I mean, what, what what's one or two pieces of advice uh, from a, a money management standpoint now that you've gotten into that post career? Um, well, with money management, I rely on the professionals. Um, I, I did start uh, post-career, uh, potentially working with, you know, a kind of a business manager accounting platform. 
Um, but quickly realized I didn't actually want to deal with people's money and, and recommend certain things because I, you know, just didn't have the expertise to sort of get into it. So I definitely find, uh, find somebody that you can trust and, and, uh, you know, have sort of, uh, a close relationship, but maybe someone else who has dealt with them previously. So I, I won't give anyone any money recommendations. But <laughs> so, so, okay. I, 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 interesting. Interesting. Uh, but so you, what, what, uh, have you since the, the kind of going out of that whole realm there, you've gotten into other financial stuff, correct? Yeah. So now uh, I transitioned from, I worked at an accounting firm uh, doing business development for about three years, which, you know, helped me transition uh, immensely learning sort of the business world and, and meeting people and networking. And, and it led to some different opportunities. Um, and one of it was a private investment where we now uh, kind of have a specialty finance business where we lend money uh, to uh, medical practitioners, uh, medical offices for their cash flow needs. So it's, uh, it, it's sometimes crazy to think that's, you know, what my job is post uh, playing, um, but it's been, uh, it's been fascinating. And, um, you know, a, a good challenge for something that, you know, I thought I never would have been able to do or, um, you know, post career, or I would be doing. Um, but it's, it, it just goes to show you that, you know, it just takes some hard work, uh, perseverance and, and putting yourself out there a little bit post-career that, you know, I guess it can kind of lead into a little bit of the alumni stuff that I'm trying to do of, um, you know, show guys and teach guys that, you know, we're more than just hockey players. I love that. Yeah, certainly didn't think that I would be a radio color commentator myself. So um, I, I, I definitely, uh, you know, have uh, been through a, a lot like that. So, uh, Ali, just as, as far as the alumni, uh, and you just touched on it right there, like, where do you see our alumni group? I mean, you're a big piece of it. You're you're essentially the captain um, working uh, hand in hand with uh, Chris Loomis there, but you know, what, what, where, where do you see it? What, 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 where do you want it to go? You, you know, when I kind of came into retirement and, uh, you know, started to begin my journey post career, um, I realized that there, there wasn't much of a network for guys in the, in the area. Um, you know, I reached out to the NHL Alumni Association. I went to my first sort of meeting in Toronto for this gala. And and even at the time, you know, um, previous to Glenn Healy kind of coming on board and, and uh, revamping everything, it was everyone that was 60 or 70 years old. And I, I just couldn't relate to what I was going through at the time and then realized even more so. Uh, locally here in, in Orange County that, you know, there was a lot of guys living here, but we weren't connected. Um, so it took a couple of years and, and realizing that even though we're, you know, a 20 plus year organization, that um, it's still pretty young, right? Most guys that were even, you know, the original Ducks, uh, you know, were in their 50s, um, you know, kids still maybe in college and they had lives and they're busy and, you um, it, it just wasn't a, 
necessary need. But I think once there's sort of uh, a program in place and, and an opportunity for guys to get together that, you know, they enjoyed it, right? There's nothing like getting back with other guys that are, you know, that you have something in common with. Obviously, you played the game and now you have gone through retirement and, and you can probably talk to any guy and they have similar stories of, uh, you know, some sort of struggle through that transition of finding themselves again. So trying to create sort of a uh, a network, um, you know, a group of guys that can kind of get together and, you know, share stories, talk about what they're doing now, uh, how to help each other, right? Because I think it's, uh, it can be a pretty powerful group um, when you, when you get together and, and, um, you know, so right now I'm trying to have sort of monthly meetings where guys get together and we can, you know, talk about what we might be going through. Um, and, and then also trying to have a few initiatives throughout the year to, uh, you know, to get back to the community and, and be involved in, in the community, because I think, um, you know, you lose a bit of your identity once you retire as a hockey player, but, um, you know, this sort of, uh, holds on to it a little bit longer. And, and, um, you know, I think on both sides, it helps players, uh, or, you know, retired players. And it also helps an organization and the community, right? There's nothing like going to some of these, uh, uh, events that they put on and, and sharing some of our stories of, you know, a night in Vancouver or being traded or, you know, kind of getting behind the scenes story of what guys go through. Um, you know, when we're playing, we're, we're so busy and we don't have time for, you know, the extra thing. Um, so you're not sort of sitting there sharing stories and wanting to sort of connect with the community as much as maybe a retired player where you get a little bit more in-depth uh, uh, opportunity and stories from these guys. That's certainly important. Uh, and you spoke on that transition, right? It's almost like being in the locker room, right? Again, just for however long you're together. So, uh, no, I, I've certainly been having a blast and, and I appreciate you and, and all the uh, effort that you've put in the, the Ducks alumni. Um, so last thing, Ali, um, Gold Rush, you're, you're big when it comes to SoCal hockey, the, the growth of the game here. Uh, you are now part owners, right, of a, of a uh, youth club, the, the Gold Rush. So touch on that uh, to end it. Yeah. Um, you know, it started after, you know, I, I retired and, and started with the alumni sort of initiatives um, that the Ducks had reached out and asked me if I'd want to kind of help with their learn to play program. Um, and, you know, after playing 15 years, I was kind of, uh, you know, tired and needed some space from the game. Um, but going back to the learn to play program is what made me fall in love with the game all over again and realizing, uh, you know, what the game gave me and, and my experience from my childhood of uh, all the things I loved about, you know, aspiring to play, you know, in the NHL and, and just uh, the game in general. So the Ducks run a phenomenal learn to play program, which is giving kids an opportunity to play the game and exposure to the game uh, in, and in, an introduction, um, which is sometimes uh, difficult in, in a market such as Southern California, where there's every other sport possible. Um, you know, so one thing led to another, uh, my son, uh, you know, pretty cool story. He wasn't, he was about three when I retired. Um, and then with, you know, not being around the game or, or, you know, involved with any in the game, none of his friends were really, uh, into hockey. Um, we went to, uh, the Stanley cup final for his birthday, 
when he was seven, we actually won or we saw Washington win against Vegas in game five and, and he loved it. Uh, and on the plane ride home, he was like, dad, I think I want to play hockey. Um, so I said, all right, well, you got to learn to skate first. So, you know, one thing led to another, um, obviously being part of the learn to play program. He, he went through that. Um, and then one thing led to another, we had an opportunity with two other guys to, to buy gold rush. Um, and you know, really the, the, the goal is to, to continue to grow the game, you know, um, it's it's a it's a different market in in Southern California compared to other places, and and we're just trying to do it the right way for the right reasons. You're the man. Well, and and so much good stuff is talked about Gold Rush. Not only do I, and it's just through my small group sessions, whether you know the the player in particular I'm working with just played you, probably lost to you. You seems like you're you're each age group as far as team or winning lots and. Uh, I don't hear anything bad about the gold rush. Every everything, everyone's happy um, that maybe I've trained in the past uh, if they've uh, made it over to gold rush. So keep doing big things, Ali. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, we we, uh, we try our best to you know provide a a good service and and, and be available. And and we're trying to you know obviously being a smaller club, it's about community. Um, you know, and, and trying to teach values of the game over, you know, wins and losses. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been fun, you know, it's, it's sort of, uh, out of all the things that I am involved with these days, um, obviously it's not a financial, uh, reason, but it's filling a bucket of, um, you know, giving back and, and, uh, uh, you know, a feel good sort of place for me. Class, class, class. Allie, I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for jumping on the show and, uh, yeah. no, no more eat them up rookie anymore. Allie, this has got to be a good feeling. Getting yeah. that, this one out of the way. You're, you're, a, you're a wily veteran now. So, uh, <laughs> you do a great, you do a great job in the show. Um, you know, listen to it and, uh, you know, good for you. It's great to see you sort of, uh, uh, coming into your own and, and you're a natural. I really appreciate that, man. Okay. Talk soon. And I got to uh, chat you up about a, a few things. So I'll give you a holler here uh, soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me on anytime. If you love today's content, then I love for you to take a trip over to VGHC.com or stop by their Costa Mesa flagship store to see what the club is cooking up for hockey fans worldwide. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.